Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Pastor Joaquin Evans. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com. Yeah, go ahead and stay standing. Stay standing for a moment. I just want to do, I want to have a little fun. Come on, worship was so good. But at the same time, I feel like it's been so long since we've all been together. We uh, a little bit feel like kids at a junior high dance. We're just not sure how, how free we can be, how comfortable we are around each other, how free that we're going to let each other be. How many people are into freedom in this house? How many people believe Jesus is into freedom and the kingdom is freedom? Come on, if you believe that, I just want to break something off at a whole nother level. And I just want to give Jesus a big old shout. I just want to step into freedom and just give him a big old shout. So come on, right now, let's just lift it up and just tell him that we praise him and we love him and we exalt him in this place and we magnify his name. We magnify his name. We adore him. We call him our king. Thank you, Jesus. We declare that you reign over this house, over this community, over this city, over this nation. We thank you. We thank you that you reign and that you are at hand in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That was fun. (laughs) Told you. Thank you, Jesus. It's already been said, but it's so good to be back together again. Long overdue. There's nothing like getting together and just worshiping with a bunch of hungry people and letting God just invade our midst. You know, when he comes, he brings all of the kingdom with him. Amen? This is not new news, but it is good news. When he comes, he brings all of his goodness with him, all of the kingdom with him, all of his grace with him, all of the breakthrough with him. Come on, Jesus' name. And, you know, we are worshiping because we want Jesus, we want God to feel comfortable coming to church. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, he inhabits our praise and we want God, you know, God, God is everywhere. He's in all and through all. But he manifests places where there is a yieldedness and a surrender that he is invited to come and to reign and to be in charge, to be in control. Anybody want Jesus to be in charge? Anybody want Jesus to be in control? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we're just worshiping, and we're just pressing in the presence of God, and I just, I love when God comes, and you've heard me say this before, I love when God, I love when God shows up and shows off, I love when God does the miraculous, but not because I'm impressed with the miraculous, but because I'm impressed that Jesus loves his children enough that he does the miraculous, to display his love, to display his affection, to display his adoption. And I was just reflecting, you know, times in the healing rooms and because we created an atmosphere where he was 
welcome and he was in charge. Oh, what's it look like when Jesus, the King of Kings, is free to walk in our midst? And we saw so many amazing things, but I just, this one popped into my memory as we were worshiping, and it's, it's one of my top 1,000 miracles that God did, <laughs> and uh, it's one of my favorites, and uh, <clears throat> how many people know they're all good? There's no such thing as a big miracle or a little miracle to God. They're just displays of His love. But this one in particular, a lady uh, came in, and uh, I'd say she's probably in her late 30s, and uh, she came in, and people, they come in to healing, and they, you know, they have the form, they fill out what, what they came for prayer for and all that, but sometimes we wouldn't even look at the form. Why? Because Jesus is in control, <laughs> he's in charge, he's better at his job than we are at ours. And we would just, sometimes we would just follow Holy Spirit and ask him what he's doing, and then we'd look at the form. And so in this particular time, we were just feeling the unction, kind of like I'm feeling it right now. And so we are like, you know what, let's not look at the form. And we just had the lady come and, and uh, just come and stand there. And, and uh, so I started talking to her, and, you know, people are programmed to focus on the problem. So she just starts to talk about what's wrong, but, I, but I'm trying to listen for Holy Spirit. So I said, well, just, I cut her off. I said, wait, wait just a minute. Let's just wait on the presence. That's a good idea. That could change some things. And so then she, she clues in. So she goes, oh, okay. So she, like, closes her eyes and it puts her hands out. And as soon as she does, whew, just... The goodness of the presence comes, and she starts to sway immediately. Just, whew, God comes. And there was, there was a team of three of us. And when the other team members, they saw this, they instinctively went to touch her. And I said, no, no, don't touch her yet, because God's doing something. Sometimes our, our job is just not to interfere with what he's doing. And so I said, no, don't touch her yet. And then we were just standing there in the presence, and uh, my my ankles went ice cold. They started tingling and went ice cold. And, uh, and I said, that's strange. And so I said, I don't know what this means, but my, my ankle, uh, spe specifically my left ankle has gone ice cold and uh, it's tingling. And she said, oh, she said, I, I didn't get to tell you. She said, I'm here because a handful of years ago, I think it was seven years ago, she was in an ATV accident where the ATV rolled over on top of her, and she broke multiple bones in her body, and her, her, so I'm standing in front of her, so my left ankle, but her right ankle, so mirrored, her right ankle, uh, her foot was almost severed completely off, and they fused her, her, her ankle bone back together, and it's there, but it's fake, and it doesn't move. I said, oh, well, my... I didn't know that, but Holy Spirit did. And then, and then, I, and then the coolness went up to my, my hips, my pelvis bones, and they started tingling. I said, my pelvis is tingling. She said, that was the other part of my body that was crushed. I went, oh, we're on to something. And then my shoulders, the top of my shoulders started to tingle, and I said, I said, wow, my shoulders are tingling. She said, yes, my shoulders were tingling. 
Uh, my, I said, yeah, my shoulder. My shoulders were taking. She said, yes, my shoulders were crushed. And I said, and then I just had this idea. Sometimes we try to overwork the miracle that God has already released. And sometimes all we have to do is step into what he's already doing. And so instead of us moving into prayer mode and, and declaration and green mode, and I said, you know what? I said, I just want you, do me a favor. Can you just walk down to the wall there for me? About as far as that curtain was. Wait, just walk to the wall and come back. So she does, and she walks, she walks to the wall. And she, as she turns around to come back, she's got tears streaming down her face. And she comes back, and she says, thank you, Jesus. And she throws her hands straight up in the air. And she goes, she goes, she's got her hands up. She goes, I had a fake ankle, but look. And she's completely moving her foot and her ankle. And she says, I have no pain in my, in my hips for the first time in seven years. And then she looks at her own hands, stunned like, oh, my goodness. I haven't been able to lift my hands over my head in seven years. And she's just praising God. She's just praising God for what he's done in her life. Oh. But I think the King of Kings is here right now. I think he's walking in our midst right now. Whoo. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes our job is just to get out of the way so he can do his job. And I just want everyone to stand up right now. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Whoa, thank you, Jesus. Listen, I, I just, anyone that's got, um, that's got bones sp Bone spurs specifically, I'm hearing. But as I just told this testimony, anyone who's got uh, restricted mobility from any condition, restricted mobility, lack of movement, lack of blood flow, even neuropathy, nerve damage, any of those things, God's calling you out right now in Jesus' name. And I, even as I'm speaking, uh, like a blood clot, a blood clot that, is, that has... Um, there's a lasting uh, residue negative effects from a blood clot. Jesus wants to touch that right now. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Well, uh, migraines right now, Jesus is touching that. Uh, uh, damage to the, to the neck, um, damage to the neck, specifically whiplash, God is healing that. You have damage from whiplash, God is healing that. And I, I saw an impact right now to the back of the head, and it's even impacted vision. And the God is healing that right now as well in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. If you have any of those things that I, that I just mentioned, uh, restricted movement, oh, anyone glad that God's in a good mood? <laughs> Do you know when he's in a good mood? All the time, which means he's in a good mood right now. Whew, whoa, I feel, the, I feel the trauma lifting off the back of the head already. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. Listen, uh, restricted movement, restricted blood flow, neuropathy, uh, any damage to the bone or joint, uh, any of those things, just lift your hand where you are so we can, we can see who you are. Any uh, the, the, the trauma to the head, uh, migraine, any of that that's affecting vision, just, just raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> whoa, thank you, Father. 
Yeah, someone uh, earlier, I saw a fusion where, where bones were fused in service earlier. Well, I didn't even put that together. In the pre-service, we were praying as a team, I saw bones were fused, uh, God healing them tonight. And I didn't even put it together, the testimony that he reminded me of in worship. Uh, God, so if that's you, put your hand up. <clears throat> I also saw someone that had a medical, uh, a medical condition that where it caused you to throw up. And it was not the flu. Don't freak out. Everybody's like, oh, no, someone's sick in your nose. No, but like something medically, um, a procedure or something, but it, it's, it's triggered something in, in your digestive system internally. And it's, and it's caused you to throw up. If that's you, put your hand up. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> now, we're going we're gonna to just pray for them. But what I want us to not do is to over, over pray what God's already doing. So if, you, if that's you, just put your hand up again. Just wave. Whoa, thank you. We get the lights up a little bit in here. Just wave. And uh, I just want you to find some. If you're with someone and you're like same household and you can pray for them, you can. But listen, you might not even need to touch them. <laughs> So if you're around someone and you don't, if, listen, if you, if you don't want to be touched, just let the people know, just don't, they don't even need to touch you. That's probably why God reminded me of that particular testimony, right? If you're doing distancing, just tell people, just, I don't know, cross your arms or something, just look, look mean, I don't know. But, but we don't even need to touch them. Let's just invite the presence of God. Let's just thank God for his presence that's already here. And I just want you to speak peace over them right now. And look, we're just going to take about 90 seconds for this. I want you to just release the grace of heaven. Listen, we're going to take 90 seconds. I just want you to release the grace of heaven. Thank God for his goodness. Just declare his grace. And then at the end, I want you to ask them to do something simple, just like I had the lady walk to the wall and back. They don't even need to leave their seat. God will tell you what it is just to step into. Maybe they're just supposed to bend there and touch their toes or lift their hands above their head or whatever it is. Go. Thank you, Jesus. Just, yeah, just take 30 seconds. Just release grace. Just release grace. We release grace. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, come. Don't forget, he's in a good mood. The kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy. Somebody say joy. Somebody say joy. Somebody say joy. Come on, this is a wedding, not a junior high dance. Come on. Come on, shake, shake that off. Let somebody have some fun releasing the kingdom of heaven. Come on, somebody have some fun releasing the kingdom of heaven right now in Jesus' name. Thank you. There it is. There it is. I just felt the release. Now, ask them to do something simple, simple, but just to step into it. Ask them to do, huh, I just saw someone rubbing their belly like, like Winnie the Pooh. Ha ha, ha ha. Thank you, Jesus. Ha ha ha. Thank you, Jesus. All right, now listen, how, how many people believe that God's good and he's in a good mood? Come on, if you just got prayer, I want you to check your body. But, but listen, before you do, remember that what God starts, he likes to finish. And remember, even 2% is a testimony. 
Now remember, hear me, even 2% is a testimony because it means Jesus just stepped into your equation. And what we give thanks for in the kingdom increases. So listen, don't hide the 2%, celebrate the 2% so it can grow. Now listen, check your body by faith right now, and you're looking for the 2% or the 10% or the 80% or the 100%. Check your body. I mean that, like twist, move, jump up and down, pick your wife up over your head, do something. Listen, I just, over here... Over here, I just felt the, the lower, like above the, tel- uh, above the tailbone and the lower back just get released as somebody just actually, they caught celebration. Whoa, I just felt it happen. Okay, listen. Listen. Okay. How many, remember, 2% is a, is a testimony. It gives us opportunity to give him praise and what we give thanks for increases. How many people right now would say you just experienced some measure of breakthrough in your body? Put your hand all the way up. All the way up. Put it up high. And listen. Keep it up. Because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, I want you just to begin to wave like this. Just begin to wave. Just wave. Just wave. All over the place. Just wave. Come on. Keep waving. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Now listen. If it's 10% or more, keep waving. Come on. Keep waving. And listen, it doesn't have to be scientific at this moment to give him praise. If it's 20% or more, keep waving. 40% or more, better, keep waving. 50% or more, better, keep waving. 60, 70% more, come on, thank you, Jesus. 80% more, better, come on. 90, 100%, keep waving. Keep waving, thank you, Jesus. Awesome. I'm just going to have a couple people shout out what God did for you. So if you're 80% better or more, just put a hand up. I'm not going to have you come up here in the neighborhood. I'm just going to have you shout it out. Why? Because we can't hide what God does. We need to celebrate what he does so he can grow it, increase it, so he can come and do more. 80% better or more, just put a hand up. Yes, young lady in the gray switch. Oh, I said I wasn't going to have you come up here, but I feel too much unction. Come up here. Come up here. Come up here. Come up here. Come up here, please. (laughs) Come up here. Wow. Oh, man. There is is fire on you. (laughs) Oh, what's your name? I'm Tabitha. Tabitha. This is my first time here. This is my first time here. (laughs) G. G. (laughs) Jesus is welcoming first time visitors. Listen, if you're a first time visitor, just take it right now. Breakthrough over your life. Breakthrough over. No. Listen. Listen, I just, I almost, uh, listen, breakthrough over finances. I don't know. I just felt the unction. First time visitors, breakthrough over finances. I believe we're going to hear some testimonies back of that. Okay, Tabitha, tell us what's going on. What, what, what Jesus do for you? Um, 
my God, well, the doctor had diagnosed me with this immune disorder, and it causes me to have limited range of motion in my body. And so when I try to lift my arms up, or even like high, I can't. So I would never be able to get really, or even if I can go up, I can go like this. And so today I'm here, and this doesn't hurt. For the first time in at least six months, it doesn't hurt. I mean, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Tabitha, for sharing. Thank you, Father. Now listen, we want, we want to move on, but let's have two or three more. Just raise your hand. God did something. Now listen, one of the biggest mistakes we can make in the kingdom is comparison. Remember five minutes ago we said there's no such thing as a big miracle or a little miracle for God? They're all displays of his love. I see a bunch of hands over here. What's, what's happening? Somebody shout it out. Eddie, go, just go get, go, go get him. Just, no, 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 everyone's scared. I, I'm, I'm not going to call you up, but one, one more. Oh yeah, Ben, you, why don't, why don't you run that over there? While we're waiting for him, just come on. There's no big or little. In fact, sometimes it's appropriate just to mention something that we would call little, just to break that comparison thing off. So how many people would say you got 80% more, 80% or more breakthrough, but even if it's something that you would consider little, just wave at me. Yes, Bill. Shoulder rotator cuff. Very little motion before tonight. Now look at this. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Thank you, Father. Come on. Thank you, Bill. That was, that was too much fun. Someone else. 100% shoulder over here. Come on. He said while he was sitting in church, his, his shoulder was even hurting. And just as it began to get released, now he has full mobility. He can rotate it. Come forward. on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, right here. Sorry, sorry. Wait, wait. Okay, now. Healing in your neck from a car crash. Wow. Was it like whiplash type? Whiplash, the whiplash thing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Someone else was calling me. Yes. Something about your leg. What was it? You can feel strength coming into your left leg that used to be weaker than your right leg. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa, I'm starting to have fun in church. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm starting to enjoy myself in church. This could get dangerous. It, come on. Anyone else? Yes, right here in the gl glasses. Shoulder. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Now, listen. 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 You're, you're watching the testimony of Jesus be the spirit of prophecy in action in your midst. We told that story about the lady's shoulders and bam, 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 bam. There's power in the testimony. Never hide it. Put it on display. 
But listen, the testimony of Jesus, when it's genuinely about Jesus, it doesn't draw attention to you. It draws attention to him. Come on, someone else. Who wants to give Jesus? This is too much fun. Who else wants to give Jesus praise? Yes, right here. Ethan. Rotator cuff. You couldn't go above here or now. Look at this. Come on. Wow. Fire of God on you. Whoa. Just, well, just put a hand on your heart, Ethan. Well, as you were sharing, I saw a map open up over your head. And God's getting ready to light your feet on fire. And you too, Catherine, as a couple, uh, there's there, travel is opening up for you in an ama- a major way. Uh, but there's a convergence. I see the fire of heaven. You're carrying the message, but it's but it's packaged even in an anointing of business. So, Father, I thank you for business and uh, ministry anointing emerging and marrying. And I and I see you burning new trails, new paths, new, new silk roads in the spirit realm. Whoa, as you go. So we bless you with the fire of heaven in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay. One more. Two more. Yes. <laughs> Surgery on your right foot 13 years ago. Pain the last, the last few weeks, and now the pain is completely gone. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Someone else. Yes, sir, in the light blue. Just a, a shoulder that had been dislocated. Chris came over. The shoulder got hot, and now the mobility has been restored. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, someone's excited here in the yellow. Before we prayed, come on, listen, listen, that was the point. Let's not, let's not get in the way of what Jesus is already doing. Before we prayed, she felt heat come on her neck. She had a restricted motion to the left side, and God restored it before we prayed in his presence, in his goodness. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else is just like, before we go on, I'm going to give praise to Jesus. Yes, in the far and the white, far side. Can you speak up a little? Yeah. Your shoulder? You got prayer last time you were here a month ago for your shoulder and your arm. Nerve damage from your neck and it went down into your arm. You can actually feel the, the difference on the touch of your arm from the nerve damage that's been restored at least 80%. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Come on. Can we just lift up one more, one more praise to Jesus? What we give him thanks for increases. What we give him thanks for increases. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We praise you. We give you glory and honor. Tonight, in Jesus' name, thank you, Father. Whoa. Now we have a problem. I have way too much to say than than we have time for. But God does miracles. 
Amen. God does miracles. Thank you, Jesus. Well, listen, how many people know God isn't concerned with optics? He doesn't care that, that there's social distance seating in a church or not. He doesn't care if people are wearing masks or not. He's still God. Listen, a mask doesn't stop Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa, there's space for all of that because he doesn't, he's not concerned with what it looks like on the outside. He only cares what it looks like on the inside. Thank you, Jesus. This feels dangerous. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Why don't you go ahead and open your, your, uh, your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5 and just put a mark in there. Uh, we're going to, Galatians 5, we're going to jump in there in just a, in just a, a moment. Um, thank you, Father. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus, with the amount of time that we have. Do another miracle tonight, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right. I want to talk about, I want to talk about keys to recalibrating. How many people know that this is a really good season to remind ourselves of how to recalibrate to Jesus, to his nature, to his presence, to his goodness? I'm going to talk about keys to recalibrating tonight. And I want to talk about specifically using the fruit, the fruit of his spirit as our tuning fork. And our ability to recalibrate to the nature of Jesus. Because how many people know that we're called to be the head and not the tail? Thank you, Jesus. But you know, you know that we're acting like the tail if society shudders and we wag. But we're acting like the head when we're leading in the direction that he is going. How many people know that he is never changing? I wasn't convinced with that response. How many, how many people know he is never changing? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's no turning of shadow in him. He's always good. He is always consistent. He is always love. He is always on the throne. He is always ruling and reigning. Thank you, Jesus. And that the, the fruit of the Spirit, that we can, we can use the fruit of the Spirit to recalibrate our heart our mind, our spirit, our life to his goodness, his nature, his attributes. You know, the thing about a tuning fork is that it always plays the same tune, the same note consistently and never changing. When you hit the tuning fork, you don't get, you don't get one note one time and then you hit it another time, you get a different note. That's why you use it to tune your instruments because it's consistent. It doesn't change. How many people know the nature of God doesn't change? That he's the tuning fork that we are supposed to line ourselves up to. How many people know the season that we live in is not the tuning fork? 
How many people know what the news outlets say are not the tuning fork? What social media is saying is not the tuning fork. What our friends are saying, what our neighbors are saying, none of that is the tuning fork. Jesus, the Word of God, and His Spirit are the tuning fork. It's what we're called to come back to, to realign ourselves with over and over again. Thank you, Jesus. In Galatians chapter 5, the fruit of the Spirit, and we're going to come back in a, in a bit and read a little bit more. But in Galatians 5, verse 22, that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Do you know that when we lean into the fruit of the Spirit, it has the ability to begin to adjust and align and recalibrate our spirit, to bring alignment back and to bring clarity back. And these things are never changing. They're constant. We can always return to them. Jesus has given us a roadmap to come back to you. There is a clearer sound. Hear me. There is a clearer sound in this season than what the media is releasing. And the clearer sound is Jesus. The clearer sound is heaven. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We just need to remind ourselves to tune in. To tune in, to adjust, to calibrate to Jesus and his frequency and his sound. The never-changing one. Do you know, I feel like Jesus is saying over his bride, how many people, pause, how many people think that now is a really good season to hear clearly from heaven? But Jesus, Jesus earlier this week said to me, he said, you can't hear clearly when you're out of position. And I believe that, uh, that, that the society, the world right now, listen, the devil is trying to do everything he can do to get us knocked out of position, to get knocked out of alignment, to get out of tune. Because when we're out of tune, Confusion can reign, but he is the Prince of Peace. He's consistent and he's constant. And listen, he's, he's the center. And it's like, it's like a radio station and being tuned in. And if the dial gets knocked off balance one way or another, you lose connection. You lose clarity. But if you lose clarity, it's not the end of the world. Guess what? It doesn't mean that the devil's winning. <laughs> it just means that you get to tune back in. Just adjust me this way, adjust me that way. Do you remember? It's been so long. You remember the old radios where you actually had to dial in? And you would tune left to right until, and it was like, until you found the sweet spot. And when you found the sweet spot, what happened? 
Clarity comes. Do you know the fruit of the Spirit is meant to be our tuning fork? It's what tunes us in. We can use these to tune in to the presence of God, to the person of Jesus, to clarity. The question is, how often do we remind ourselves to revisit these, these fruit? And listen, it's the fruit of whose spirit? His spirit. It's the fruit of his spirit, and we see it displayed in our lives as his spirit works them out through us, but it's the fruit of his spirit. What does that mean? That means the fruit of his spirit are actually displays of his nature and displays of his attributes. It's who he is. You know, one of the quickest ways to change an atmosphere is to tune into the fruits of the Spirit. Do you know you can walk into any room? Do you know that the Bible says that it should be on earth as it is in heaven? How many people, no, that's not new news to you. Jesus wants it to be on earth, on, say on earth, as it is in heaven. What do you think it feels like in heaven? Love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Do you know you can walk into any environment and if you have your antenna up, you can say, does this feel like heaven? And if not, how do we need to tune in? Whoa, you know what we could use? What, you know what this environment could use? It could use some more joy. That would make it feel more like heaven. Or do you know what this environment could use? This could use some more peace. And you can begin to tap in and you can tune in to the nature of heaven until heaven begins to invade. Because you're getting in alignment and clarity comes. Thank you, Father. How many people know that we're called to build on the rock, not sand. Everything that we hear in news and media, social media, all that stuff, how many people know that's sand? His word is the rock. Thank you, Jesus. That... Thank you, Jesus. You know, self-control. The last fruit of the Spirit is self-control. And when I was a brand new believer, self-control used to baffle me a little bit. Because the other ones felt so spiritual. But that one felt a little carnal. All of the rest were like, step into more love and more joy and more peace and more kindness and more goodness. And then and the last one's like, oh, put on the brakes and use self-control. And I was looking at it through the wrong lens. How many people know that can happen from time to time? And I, and I was looking at self-control as through my worldly lens, as in self-control, it means to not do things to mess up. 
But how many people know that we actually need self-control to keep our focus on him so we can apprehend more of him so that we can have more love so that we can have more joy so that we can have more peace? Do you know self-control is actually the thing that propels us into the more of all of them? Whoa, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I should camp there, but I don't have time. <clears throat> Do you know what's even more important about self-control? Is that when you have more of him, it's what holds your character and your values when you're operating in the more of him. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Self-control. Give us more, God. How many people could say amen to that? <laughs> you know, <clears throat> that in the gifts of the Spirit, we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit. How many people know that discernment is one of the gifts of the Spirit? And the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit come from the same Spirit. And one of the gifts of the Spirit is discernment. Did you know that the fruit of the Spirit are a key to discernment in the Spirit? Thank you, Jesus. There's a difference between gifts of the Spirit and fruit of the Spirit. If you want to look at, if you want to discern something or someone, don't look at their gifts. A couple people are getting it. <laughs> Listen, if you want to discern something or someone, don't look at their gifts. Look at their fruit. Because you can have miracles happen, you can have anointing happen, you can have giftings happen, but if you don't have the fruit of God happening, you're out of alignment with who he is and his nature. How many people are tired of, of, of uh, leaders getting real ballooned up and they have gifts and then they have big falls? We get impressed with the gift, but we forget to look at the fruit. I don't mean the fruit of the gift, like, oh, more people got healed. They must be best friends with God. No, I mean the fruit of the Spirit. How much patience do they have? How much kindness are they walking in? Whoa, how much gentleness? Are they moving in? How much faithfulness are they displaying? And can I give you a real key? Not just on their good days, but you find the supernatural fruit on the bad days. I feel like I'm preaching now. Listen, you find the fruit on the bad days when everything's going wrong, when all the pressure is piled up, when everything is against them. Then you find how much gentleness. They're really, if there's supernatural gentleness, if there's supernatural peace, if there's supernatural joy, 
if there's supernatural faithfulness. And when you find those things, you found someone that you can trust. Whoa, I just threw out a key right there. Come on, some people just need to grab that. I mean, literally, you need to grab that key right there. Thank you, Jesus. Luke 6, 43, for a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a, a bramble bush. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. Have you ever noticed that deception has many roots, but with no fruit? It got really quiet. The deception, confusion, it goes this way and that way, and we're following this theory and that thing, and who said this and that, and it's, it go, takes you everywhere, and it wears you out, and it runs you down, and it pulls you away from center, and it pulls you away from the fruit, and you're way over here, and there never is any fruit at the end of that rainbow. It's roots that take you nowhere. <laughs> but if there's good fruit... You have a good tree, but you can't have a good tree if there aren't good roots. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Do you know discernment works not just with people standing in front of you? Discernment works with media. Oh, we're about to get real for a moment. Can we get real for a moment? Listen, discernment works with media, with television, with news, with information, newspapers. It even works with social media. Discernment. What kind of fruit do I feel on this broadcast? Whoa. Where is, is this taking me into the fruit that is my center? Or is this a whole, am I being woven up in a whole lot of roots that go nowhere? Because where you recognize bad roots is where you can chop bad roots. And where you chop bad roots, you stop artificial fruit. Thank you, Jesus. How many people know that there's not two, there's not supposed to be two sets of character for in person and on social media? We're about to get really real for a moment. The kingdom doesn't stop at the keyboard. Listen, I feel like we need to release a movement. How many people remember the what would Jesus do, the WWJD bracelets? They were all had 20 years ago, and like, you know, you see every once in a while, you still see one. I think we need a WWJD SM movement. This side didn't get it. What would Jesus do on social media? 
listen, this is, listen, I was preparing this message and Jesus said this to me. I'm so far out of my notes, I don't know where it is, but I remember it. Listen, he, he said, the Bible tells us that life and death is in the power of, t- of the tongue. Is that true? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. He said, do you think that authority stops at a keyboard? Thank you, Jesus. Listen, this is really key for this hour, that you have the ability to to remind ourselves to tap back in, to use the tuning for it. Read it. Open your Bible right now. You should be in Galatians 5. Read it again for yourself, the fruit of the Spirit, and then remind ourselves every day. Memorize them. Every day, and use them as a shield, as a buckler. Use them as a tuning fork. Use them to keep you connected and centered to his nature and his attributes. You literally, listen, when the kingdom gets inside of you, it can change what's outside of you. And so you actually are supposed to grow into a place where you don't have to even, you don't have to run from things that aren't in alignment you actually get to change things that aren't in alignment. Listen, I can be in a place and the news can be on and I can feel everything that's opposite of the fruit of the Spirit coming at me and I don't have to run out of the room. I just put my shield up. And if I'm really feeling feisty, I just start releasing the fruit of the Spirit. I just, you can start shifting atmosphere. You just start releasing grace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. You know, we, uh, uh, I don't know, the last three or four weeks, the last count we've seen, I just did a, a, an internet interview where five people got born again or gave their lives to Jesus and for that is 50. So we've had at least 20 people in the last couple of weeks give their life to Jesus outside of the four walls of the church. Outside of the four walls of the church through young adult, through youth ministry, through outreach, people just going for it. Being the church, being the church outside of the church. Sounds like the way church is supposed to be. (laughs) Wow, we could shift atmospheres. Whoa. Keys for... I need a drink. You know... Keys for recalibrating in this season. The fruit of the Spirit. Another reminder I want to leave you with, and then we'll, then we'll close, is that by design, you actually need a challenge. How many people know that you can't change things if there's nothing to change? How many people know you can't be an overcomer if there's nothing to overcome? 
How many people know you can't carry breakthrough if there's nothing to break through? <laughs> Somebody said, wait, what? <laughs> I don't get distracted easily, but that one caught me. Um, <laughs> where was I? Breakthrough. <laughs> Listen, that by design, we, we need a challenge because in the challenge is what proves what's inside. You don't know what you have works until you have a place that it's needed to be extended. To release change, to release transformation, to release breakthrough. So my question to you is, how are you looking at the challenges of your day? Oh, that didn't go over well. I'll try over here. How are you looking at the challenges of your season, of your day, of your life right now? Yeah, I was just, the interview I just did was with a great revivalist friend, but he's, he's personally, he's lost um, uh, almost 150 pounds. He was a very, he was a heavy guy. He's very tall, uh, you know, ex-athlete, and, uh, but he had, he had, over the years, he gained a lot of weight, and it was heavy, but something shifted in his life, and, and he just got really dedicated, and he's, he's lost almost 150 pounds. He's looking amazing, and he's, like, got more energy, and, like, we had this whole prophetic time, because at the beginning of this year, uh, the first message of this year, I, I preached a message on, on the year 2020, and there have been so many prophetic words about 2020. 2020, the year of perfect vision. God's giving perfect vision. God's giving perfect eyesight, clarity. And I was like, God, I don't want to just be a, a, a parrot. Like, speak to me. What are you saying about the year? And God said to me, and I preached it the first, first week of the year. God said to me, he said, this year is about cutting out the fat. <laughs> and I said, okay, God, I believe you. But I said, that doesn't sound very happy. <laughs> I said, everyone else is preaching it's the year of perfect vision. And you're telling me it's the year of cutting out the fat. But then God said, how do you think you get to perfect vision? Perfect clarity. And, and my friend, and, and we had this whole prophetic squirrel that's happening because he is, this, he is a, a physical example of what God is doing in this season. And he's cutting out all the fat. And I said, you've lost 150 pounds. Tell me, how's your clarity? I said, how's your vision? How's your energy? He said, oh, man, I'm more alive than ever before. I got more energy. I'm ready for more revival than ever before. Why? Because God is trimming out the fat. He also said this. He said, man, I, I, I'm so excited. I just uh, came from the gym, and I just uh, squat, squat pressed my personal best. He said, I just squatted 455 pounds. I'm like, he's a big, he's a big dude, and... I'm like, that's amazing, come on. But God began to speak to me about challenge. You're designed for a challenge. Why? Because it's in the challenge that you find out if what you have is working. If you never have a challenge, all you have is a theory. 
<laughs> but what, listen, what is a challenge? How, what lens, how do we define a challenge? Is a challenge trouble or is it a growth opportunity? Because God started talking to me about him and this 455 pounds. He was so excited. He's like, man, I just came from the gym. I'm feeling so alive. I got so much vision. I just, I just squatted my personal best. And, and I'm like, that's amazing. Uh, and then God started speaking to me. He said he's excited about that 455 pounds because he has a vision for where he's going. And he knows what, what that challenge, that that challenge is part of his growth process. Because he's on this mission to get in shape. Now listen, guess what? If you're not in a mission to get in shape, you think that 455 pounds is there to kill you. <laughs> guess I'm not preaching to this side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you're not on a mission, it's the same, it's the same barbell, it's the same weight. If you're on a mission, you're like, yes, this is so exciting. Look what I get to do. Yeah, let's do it again. Give me, come on, give me more tomorrow. I'm gonna top my personal best. I'm gonna chop off more enemy heads tomorrow than I did today. But if you're not on a mission, you're like, oh, he's going to kill me. 455 pounds, that's Satan. <laughs> Take it away, Lord. Shut up, Baba. Call the intercessors. Somebody pray for me. Put it on Facebook. I'm in trouble. <laughs> Same weight. Ho, ha, 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 ha. Can we have the team get up here? Thank you, Jesus. I'm about to close in the next four hours. <laughs> Matthew 11. Come on. You need a challenge. Matthew 11. Surely, I say to you, among those born of women, there is not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violence take it by force. Somebody say, by force. <clears throat> until now, there's no one been as great as him. But now, in the kingdom, the least in the kingdom are greater. You know, that in this verse here, violence... It's translated violence, but it's not the best translation. The word actually means a violent breaking through or breaking out. And violence is part of it. So that's where it gets the translation, but it's really a violent breaking out. It's a violent breaking through. 
and the earliest the earliest rabbinical teachers believe that Jesus is referring to Micah chapter 2 how many people know that when Jesus would speak he would often reference to truths that are already written in the scriptures and he would draw out revelation on those truths and make them applicable for today anybody with me he is the word am I right In Micah chapter 2, starting at verse 12 and 13, it says this, I will surely assemble all of you, O Jacob. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I will put them together like sheep of the fold, like a flock in the midst of their pasture that shall make a loud noise because of so many people. The one who breaks open will come up before them. They will break out, pass through the gate, and go out by it. Their king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. Now this is talking about a shepherd. That should ring some bells. A shepherd who is out with his flock, and when shepherds would get out with their flock, they're grazing or watering, they would get too far from home, and night would begin to descend they would build, they would take stones and they would build a makeshift shelter against a hillside to, for protection and they would hem them in for protection from the wolves and, they would, and the shepherd would sleep in the makeshift pen with the sheep until morning came. Sorrow may last for the night but joy comes in the morning. Arise and shine, for your light has come. In the morning, the shepherd would wake up, and the sheep would already be awake and excited, and they've been cooped up all night. They've been cooped up, and the shepherd would do this. The, the breach maker, the one that goes before him, he would start to kick down the stone wall that he made, and that's all it took for the sheep. They just needed to see one glimmer of light, and then the sheep would bust through the rest of the way out into the wide open into green pastures you should be excited right about now <laughs> Whoa. from the day of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the, and the violent take it by force not violence the kingdom is experiencing a violent breaking out because the breach maker is violently kicked down the wall and those who see the light are like freedom green pastures get out of my way i'm coming through boom and they break it wide open into the wide open into freedom. Come on, can we let Jesus just recalibrate our hearts right now? If you could use a little recalibrating, can you just stand to your feet for me? Come on, just 
just put your hand on your heart. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. We saw it in action earlier. God healed so many shoulders off the testimony of that lady's shoulder. You know, one of my funnest things to do, I used to teach a class called Cultivating the Presence, and we would just get, have fun with Jesus, and it was about diving in deep, and it was about being tuned in to the presence, and one of my favorite things was to teach on this, and then we would have people just stand up and recalibrate. we just begin to worship. we just begin to worship. we just invite the presence of God. How many people know love isn't something that he does? Love is something he is. Joy isn't something he does. It's something he is. He is the Prince of Peace. He is patience. He is kindness. He is goodness. He is gentleness. He is faithfulness. He is self-control. We begin to worship until the presence would just start to descend. And then we would take the fruit of the Spirit one by one. And I would have someone who's experiencing the presence of God begin to talk about the, the first fruit of the Spirit. One at a time. Love. But I wouldn't just have them say the word love. How many people know that's intellectual? I would have them begin to describe with as much clarity, with as much vivid language as they could, the love that they were currently experiencing. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. How many people know if they just stood up and said love, not much would happen? But when they began to talk about how they were currently in the moment experiencing the love, you know what would begin to happen? Is that a dozen other people in the room will begin to experience the same thing they're experiencing. Do you know in the kingdom, someone else's breakthrough is not for comparison, it's for invitation? Because they have the same spirit of God in them that you have in you. Someone will begin to talk about joy, describe how they're experiencing the joy of God, and joy would just begin to permeate in the room. We don't have time to do that now, but I just want you, with your hand on your heart, I just want you to close your eyes. one in turn and just let yourself be recalibrated right now. Jesus, I thank you that you are love. Come on, let yourself be recalibrated. I thank you that you are love, the love of the Father changes everything. Father, I thank you for your joy. I thank you for your joy that surpasses understanding. I thank you for your joy that's uncontainable. I thank you for your joy that's unexplainable. 
thank you for your joy that changes seasons and attitudes and appointments and destinations. Father, I thank you that you are the Prince of Peace. patience. You've heard me say it before. One of my favorite things about God is that he's not in a hurry. God, I thank you for your kindness and your goodness. I thank you for your gentleness. Now remember, next time you're on social media and you're about to release a post, ask yourself, what I'm about to post, releasing these things. When you're reading a post, before you come into agreement with what it says, ask yourself, is it releasing these things? I thank you for your gentleness. I thank you for your faithfulness. And Father, I thank you for your self-control. Someone just want to sing over us for a moment. We're going to release you. We're just going to have a time of worship. Some of the team after that is going to be up here to pray for you. If you need to slip out, you can go. I just want the team just to pray over us for a moment. Just let God recalibrate us. If you want to just come to the front and be with God, you're welcome to do that. If you want to slip out, got to go. You're welcome to do that. We are going to have ministry team available in just a moment to pray for some people if they need it. Let's just worship Jesus for a moment and let him just recalibrate our hearts even further. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.